Hello everyone and welcome back to the Deep Talk Podcast. Today I kind of have a very, well I do, I have a very new topic for you guys today and it's actually called meditation. I am sure you have heard of it and so pretty much I think the idea of meditation is very scary to people. I think that the idea of sitting still and taking the time to sit still in a culture that is so go, go, go is very, very intimidating. And so I kind of wanted to go over, you know, what it is, how you can do it, the ways you can do it, and it's not always just sitting there. And the way that we can do it can be totally our own ways. So I also wanted to mention that I'm going to start with my podcast doing a little meditation now at the beginning um, after the intro and just so we can invite our bodies into the situation, invite our uh, stillness into the situation so we can start off, you know, listening to this podcast like really able to hear it uh, rather than, you know, just putting in the headphones and going in our daily life but taking a moment, drawing back before we can really listen so we can listen in a way that is more you know, neutral and less based on the way we're feeling and just being able to really hear the words for what they are. And I think it's just really good. I've been so into meditation and, you know, moving your body and bringing that into the situation more and just being able to really be where you are, I think is so important. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this today. So my wish for you guys is to stay open-minded as we go through this. And yeah, so just take a listen. Hope you guys can incorporate this into your own lives and learn a little bit and I will see you on the flip side. You're listening to the Deep Talk Podcast, hosted by beauty guru, blog writing, college student, Madison Brand. Here, we are going to talk deep to the people who have struggled, who have really been through it, to those who are confused on their paths, for the spirituals, the entrepreneurs, and for the people who are really doing it. Hey guys, we know you have struggled too, but this isn't only about entrepreneurs. This is your workshop where you come, learn, answer your questions, and spread that knowledge into your life and others. Here's to you on your path. Here's to those who want to build an amazing life. And here's some advice, some people to relate to, and a whole lot of stories. everyone. So I want to start off this podcast with a little meditation before we dive in. And I want to start off by inviting you to be wherever you are at. May that be in the car, on a walk, laying on your floor, or even your legs crossed on your bed. I invite you to allow yourself to be in the exact place that you are. If you can, place one hand on your heart and one on your stomach. As you inhale, feel the breath moving up through you. And as you exhale, feel the breath move out. Let's do a couple breaths. Inhale. And exhale. And inhale again. And exhale. And 
And I hope as you continue doing these breaths, as emotions arise, I ask you to feel them and not judge them. I would like to jump into something called pranayama and pranayama is a way of controlled breathing. I find this very relaxing. And as you inhale, hold your breath at the top for four counts. One, two, three, four, and exhale. One, two, three, four, and inhale. One, two, three, four, and exhale. One, two, three, four. Now I invite you to breathe in a way that feels natural to you. May it be this, or your typical breath. I ask you to move your attention to the space in your body that may feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe it's anxiety, or maybe it's some pain, but I would like you to find that spot and be with it. Take a moment to find that spot. I want to ask you to breathe into the space as we did before, concentrating on it and pushing breath into the space of discomfort. Breathing in and breathing out into the space that may not feel so good. And when thoughts arise, let them flow in and out of your brain like water. In, whoosh, and out. As you feel any certain emotions, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's some sadness, let that come into your brain and let it go. Do not judge or attach to these things, for they are not you, but just an experience. And as you keep breathing into this moment, allow yourself to feel and when anxious feelings arise, allow them to come and go. I'm breathing currently into my anxious space. It does not feel so good, but I breathe into it. And I breathe out of it, knowing it's very temporary and it's just a feeling that I am experiencing. And if you were able, may you thank these feelings for showing you something, and may you thank them for leaving. And when you're ready, 
I would like you to slowly start moving a body part. Maybe it's your toes or your fingers. Maybe you roll out your neck. Let your body slowly come back to full consciousness. And when you're ready, I invite you to place your hands at your heart center. May you inhale and exhale. And as you breathe, I would like you to repeat after me. I may hear my thoughts and let them go. I may feel my emotions and let it go. I may feel my pain and I let it go. Let it go. And whenever you are ready, you may open your eyes. And we will dive into this podcast. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. I really want to start doing that or at least starting off each podcast with a thing we can focus on for the week when it comes to, you know, meditation, mindfulness, being in your body. So before I dive in, I want to start off by saying that if you're interested in mindfulness meditation, if you want the Bible of it, there's this book called Full Catastrophe Living and it's by John Kabat-Zinn. I'm pretty sure it's literally like quoted everywhere when it comes to mindfulness because he's a genius and it's like it's literally the bible this book is amazing and it's gonna kind of cover you know it's kind of the background of a lot of things I'm talking about so if you want more of a full in-depth experience of mindfulness meditation and how you can bring it into your life better yeah it's a great thing to read and I definitely recommend it So mindfulness, what is it and what does it do? You know, I should probably answer that first, right? So mindfulness is the idea of being fully conscious and aware to what is happening around you without judging it. And I really find this beneficial in today's day and age, our society, because when we do have solitude and moments where we're completely alone, we fill it with distractions. So we never get that space to really be. And so it can be in those moments when you're walking to work or class or with a friend, you know, you can even practice it when you're with people and it's just a state of more presence and being still and not judging things so much. And so it's a really important to practice because I find that, you know, if we can find great solitude in the moments that we're actually quiet and alone, then the rest of the experience we can bring into our life when we actually do fill our moments and our life with noise May it be rich, a rich experience that is full of life instead of just distraction. And mindfulness helps us do that. So let me give you a little example of what mindfulness may look like for you. It may be alone in your room and you may be feeling the ground below you. Maybe your bed you're sitting on, you feel the cushion. You feel the, maybe the fan in your room on your skin. Or maybe you're walking to work and you feel the sun hitting your face. You see the texture of the leaves. You see people and you're focusing on the words they are saying. It's being so mindful of everything around you. You're so present feeling every single thing that you're not able to think about those crazy thoughts going around in your mind because you're so in the moment of what you're doing. And I think it's so important to live like this. I think we 
waste our days away waiting for the next thing or waiting for something to be over. And I don't think we ever really live richly enough because we're so go, go, go wanting the next thing. But what about where we are? Why is these moments, like why are these moments not as rich? And aren't our whole lives a series of nows and this moments? And how can we make that better? And so that's mindfulness. It's walking to work and feeling the sun on your face and seeing the texture of the leaves and feeling your feet press on the ground. It's being so where you are in the present moment that you're able to just so richly be where you are, you know? And meditation is a subset of that, which is something I was talking about in the beginning and the thing that I ran you through. And if you like that, feel free to do it multiple times. There are tons online, but it's the idea of how can I sit here, feel my feelings, feel the pain in my body, hear my thoughts, and just look at them. I'm not judging them. I'm not saying they're good or bad. I'm not dwelling on them. It's like my little, little inner self is looking at all these things as outside of myself and I'm just observing. I'm just looking and I'm letting them pass in and out because everything's temporary. And by sitting in meditation, you'll notice that thoughts and emotions can be fleeting for even just a couple seconds. So I do it every morning and every night, but it pretty much consists of me sitting there and sometimes I'll do it to a guided meditation, sometimes I'll do it quietly, but just breathing and just being and letting things be the emotions, the feelings, the pain. And when we can start just seeing them for what they are and not putting a negative connotation on them or pushing ourselves into our thoughts and becoming them, we're able to put that more in our life of just seeing things the way they are and not defining them so much as good or bad and not becoming them and just being. And that's when we become less judgmental beings and that's when we become our true selves of just being able to see things. You'll notice in conversations, you're able to see both sides more you're able to control your emotions more because you're just seeing them and they aren't you and they don't control you and take over you. It's really a beautiful thing. And by practicing, we're able to really understand ourselves better. Why do I feel this feeling? Why do I feel this thought? So meditation and mindfulness, let me dive into five things I'm going to kind of quickly go over and you can definitely read the book and pick it up and hear a little bit more about how everything works. But that just, I kind of want to just go into five things that I think are really important that of how you can practice mindfulness and meditation and just things about them that I want you guys to know. So number one is your emotions, your sensations, and your thoughts. And I just kind of touched on that, so I'm not going to go too much into this. But, you know, with anxiety, for example, you're just going to sit with it. You know, if you have emotions, that burning in your chest, that sensation in your heart, those thoughts going crazy a mile a minute in your head of, what about this that I have to do? And what about this person said this? You know, instead of falling into those worries and being like, okay, these are true. I must fix this. I must think about it until I fix it. And these are my thoughts, so they must be true. It's sitting back. It's looking. It's letting it be. Saying hello. Letting it in. Letting it out. Things kind of get stuck in you when you let them stay. And then all the emotions that try to pass through you get stuck in that, you know, pain you keep trapped in yourself. So we need to let those emotions wash in and out more so that feelings aren't getting stuck and that we can just look at them more. So I kind of already went over that, but the next one I want to talk about is mindfulness, which we went into as well, but mindfully doing things and what that looks like. So for example, mindfully eating. So when you're eating your food, you're not just shoving it down to fix the hunger. You're 
tasting it. So I'm eating Nutella and I'm tasting the chocolate, feeling like the thicker chocolate feeling in my mouth and I'm feeling it be a little bit sticky and a little bit, you know, tart and sweet. You know, I'm feeling it, I'm tasting it and I'm enjoying it. And this helps us really enjoy the moment we're in more and what we're doing. It allows us to really feel the moment we're in. It allows us to experience our life and not let it take us and pass us by. We're able to really enjoy our moments for what it is rather than what we're needing them to do for us or when we're waiting for them to be over. I know so many times I'm rushing out of the house trying to eat quick and thinking of it as a chore. Oh, I have to make myself food before I go out and I don't have time. But what if it can be something that is mindful and beautiful and made for you and a present moment? I think it's important to start being fully awake in our moments and using things as a way to be more present and appreciate the things that are happening to us because we can use mindfulness to, you know, we can use these experiences to practice mindfulness and then start loving our lives even more. So that's one. And just being more mindful with everything in general, you know, if it's not just eating, but the way that we're, you know, walking or driving or reading or doing work, how can we be more in those moments? The third thing is body practices. So this is meditation, breathing, yoga, pranayama. And so we already went over meditation. And so breathing and pranayama is the controlling of the breath, which I stated in the meditation. And there's a ton of different things. There's the whole holding your breath in, releasing, holding it for four, kind of what I did in the meditation. But there's ones called, you know, ocean breathing, making it kind of go in and out like an ocean, you know, a continual flow of breathing. Um, there's a holding one nostril shut and breathing through the other um, and switching. There's tons of different ones. You can look it up. There's a whole variety and you can find what you like. But breathing is the only thing we have in the now and the thing that we can access at any moment. And that is what's so beautiful about breathing is that we can control it. We can breathe using pranayama in different ways. It's the thing that we can access at any time It's the only thing in our life we can really control that we always have access to. It's always within us. It's that handy, you know, coping mechanism we can pull out during anxious times. It's always within us. It's that perfect thing that we can always take out and use. So that is something that can always draw us into the here and now because we always have it. And then yoga. I definitely think that yoga and, you know, even if it's just practicing on your floor and using some body motions... I just think moving your body is great in general. And so for me, maybe it's yoga for you running or dance, but the way that we move our body is able to connect to our minds. So the way we affect our physical body affects our minds. Have you ever noticed when you go for a run, you're so focused on what you're doing or the music you're listening to and you're not in your thoughts or when you're doing yoga, you're so focused on your body and the way it's moving or dance you know, and you're breathing that there's nothing else to focus on. So you're being so present and then after you feel so relaxed because not only are the endorphins highs and the mindfulness of the moment you're in, you're able to take it to after. You're so mindful of what you're doing. You're meditating in the moment of just feeling the emotions and pushing your body during it. That That's kind of what encounters after. So that whole mind-body connection is really important and I encourage you guys to breathe more, meditate more, but also move your body more. The next thing I want to talk about is responding versus reacting, and Kabat-Zinn in the book also touches a lot on this, which I think is wonderful. But responding is what we learn from meditation, and reacting is what we learn from life. So responding is the idea of, you know, what we've learned from meditation of 
when we sit and observe the things around us, we're able to see them for what they are. So if someone's saying something rude to you, if someone's being annoying, or if something around you is not going the way you want, you're able to just see it. You're not saying it's good or bad, you're not judging it, and you're able to really hear for what it is. So for example, if someone says something negative to you, instead of automatically reacting, which is what our gut reaction, you know, goes for, you know, you said this, you're mean, etc., we're able to respond by sitting in our moments, in our bodies, and maybe hear what they're saying. Because when you're so focused on your life and mindfully hearing things, you're able to just hear them for what they are. You're able to take that moment and look at their sides. Why are they maybe feeling this way? What's right or wrong? Nothing. It just is. How can I respond to this better? Because I'm really hearing them. I'm not jumping at what I think they're saying because I'm reacting, but since I practice being so into my body, listening, not judging, and just observing, I'm able to respond and not react. I'm able to really hear. And so this is really beneficial towards our relationships, our work friendships, our, you know, everything, our classmates, our peers. We're able to really hear and not just react. And I think that's really beneficial to the world of how can we hear each other better? How can we not jump to conclusions? And how can we communicate better? Well, mindfulness. And the last thing which you all are definitely very, very familiar with is stress. And so there's a couple of different types of stress that are in the book and that I know that are in my life. Roll stress, work stress, and sleep stress. So first is roll stress. Who are you? Are you a student? Are you a sister? Are you a friend? Are you an employee? I'm guessing you're all or at least many of them. So when you're committed to being in a role of who you are, sometimes it's stressful of, you know, how do I perform this role better? You know, what happens when I'm not in this role or if I don't perform this role that I am the right way that I'm supposed to? You know, that comes with stress. And so being able to choose mindfulness meditation where you're able to see these things better and just be more aware of the role we're playing and being more aware of what we really want from ourselves in these moments. Do we really want to be in this role? Does this role really feel good? What am I feeling? What's showing up? And so work stress is also a very big stressor of you know, all of our lives is work. And so one thing we can do is simplify our lives and using meditation to just be open to hearing what our body needs. And then that's such a big part of meditation and mindfulness is really being open to what your body is saying, your head saying, your heart saying, and being able to hear it. So with work stress, do you need more simplification? What does that look for? What is your body asking from you? And there's also people stress, which I forgot to intro with this, you know, It's better when you're not attached to hearing someone. Um, It's better when you're not so attached to your thoughts. When you're able to really hear someone, you're able to be genuine. You're able to keep your inner calm when all the outsides are, you know, going crazy. You're able to really be and have that better communication, like I said before. And the final stress is sleep issues, you know. I think sleep is the most important thing. It changes our moods. It can lead to, you know, depression and anxiety when we don't get enough or we get too much. Um, Sleep issues means your body is trying to tell you something. And so with meditation and mindfulness, we're able to hear it. We're able to sit and understand our bodies and listen to it. So one thing that the book states is that, you know, your body will adjust the way it needs to. But when your body is wanting to be awake, be fully awake. That's the biggest thing I can take away I've taken away from meditation, I want you to, is that when you're fully awake, be fully awake. Sleep will come around, you know, if not when you want it to be, 
it will come around. But first, you have to work on being fully awake when you are. So that when you're going to bed, stressors are gone because you've been fully awake. You've dealt with your day. You're able to really see things for the way they were. You weren't you were observing them and you weren't judging them so much. So if you're up late at night and you're stressed thinking and you're thinking, you know, read a book. Draw. Be mindful and draw and write and move your body and feel that moment. And by being so into what you're doing, you're going to be able to sleep better. And sleep will come around when it's ready because you're being so fully awake from when you are awake. You're able to really be mindful that when you go to bed, you're able to, you know, relax because your mind has been practicing beforehand being so where it is. So I really, I really do think sleep comes around better when you're able to, you know, be mindful and meditate and hear what your body needs. And I do it every night. I do this one on YouTube. Every night I lay in my bed, I do it. And every time I pretty much fall asleep to it because I'm focusing on my breath. I'm not thinking about my day and hitting my bed after blue lights glaring into my eyes and just expecting to fall asleep while thoughts swirl through my head. I'm able to really be because I'm listening to my breath. I'm listening to myself. And then by the end, I'm ready to sleep because my mind has been cleared out and I haven't been trying to fix things right before I go to bed. So that is definitely a great thing to do as well. So those are kind of the things that I have to say to you guys today. And I'm just going to do a little recap. So one, emotions, sensations, and thoughts. Let yourself just observe. Two, mindfully doing things more. So eating, being fully awake, being so in the moment. Three, body practices. So meditation, breathing, yoga, focusing on that mind-body connection. Four, responding versus reacting by practicing meditation more. And five, roll stress, work stress, and sleep stress. Using meditation to see things for the way they are. Accepting that everything will come when it needs to be. Seeing your stress and not letting it become you because you're able to see things and observe them rather than judging them and becoming them. So meditation and mindfulness are going to help you be so much more fully awake and conscious in your life and aware to what is happening around you, your bodies, your feelings. You will become more self-aware. You will know your body better. You will love yourself more. You'll love your mind better. My mindset really shifted. I learned that my mind is not you know, what I thought it was, I could control it more. And the world isn't what I thought it was. It's not good or bad. It just is. And so I plan on practicing and going forward in the future by going through these five things and always remembering them. I put them on a post-it note. It's on my wall. I'm going to look at it every day. I encourage you to do the same. And I'm going to do yoga a couple times a week. I'm going to do some breath control every morning. I meditate every morning and night, and I'm going to stick to that. And I'm going to start just, you know, Throughout my day, constantly bringing it back to my, you know, self of knowing, hey, I'm going to observe this. I'm not going to judge it. I might even put like a little, you know, drawing on my hand that reminds me to constantly bring myself to the space where I'm looking and not being these things that are around me. You know, my circumstances, my emotions, they're not me. So I encourage you to write down and think about some things you can do to bring this to your life, even if it's just starting. So I'm so excited to share this with you. It's so amazing. It's going to change the way you see the world and everything is going to become a lot less scary because the good and bad feelings just are. They're not you. That's my final thought is that your suffering is not you and that I hope you guys create mindsets that are around the basis of looking at things for what they are and not judging them or becoming them because it just is and you are just okay the way things are. Things are always temporary. So go through your day, practice this, your weeks, and I can't wait to hear about how you guys practice it. All right, see you guys next time, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast.